With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network, as we welcome you in the 2nd of November. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. The boys, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, live downtown Las Vegas, Fremont Street at the D Bar Canada. Stop by, say hello. Got a busy show as we kick off week nine, the NFL. Thursday night football right now. You've got Pittsburgh, of course, hosting Tennessee. Three, you can find a two and a half if you want to lay it with Pittsburgh. Thursday night football. Titan Steelers, Vrabel Tomlin. It's going to be ugly, boys. A rookie <laughs> making his first start on the road. A second-year quarterback, not very good. Your boy Kenny Pickett with a rib injury. I'm going to give you 101 Dalmatians, 101 reasons to bet the under tonight, which right now sits over at DraftKings 36 and a half, and we're still going to go under. We'll get to that coming up in just a little bit. Uh, of course, last night you had the Rangers, who have been in Arlington, what, boys? About 50 years since 72. Originally, I believe it was the third iteration of the Washington Senators, then relocated to Arlington, winning their first World Series, a 5 nothing win in Game 5. So the Rangers are your champions, Amal Shaw. What's fascinating is I did a little experiment right before we came on, boys, and I just wanted to see what like the major outlets were doing with baseball coverage now sitting here noon my time three o'clock your time on the east coast i wondered what the espn's and cbs's and foxes were doing on their main page with major league baseball uh patrick swayze <laughs> ghost no baseball coverage at all on the main pages of the big time outlets, which does line up with the popularity of this World Series. As you know, Amal, the least watched series in the history of baseball, but baseball trending towards that kind of niche sport with the likes of hockey and soccer in America. I mean, we aren't even 24 hours out and we've got nothing on the main pages of the big outlets. What's going on? Not Welcome much. First of well, I love your intro because you threw me completely. You go ugly matchup. I was thinking you're going to go with great coaching matchup because we do have two very good head coaches, but the teams are absolutely just uh, forgettable at this point in time. And I can't wait till we get into the breakdown of this one. I tell you, my you, I like the fact you're on the under. I like a side in this one. We'll get into it a little bit, but you're absolutely right. Fox could not wait to say, hey, go over to FS1 for the postgame coverage. We are done. We'll see you next October. <laughs> It was, it was, they cleaned it up quickly. They, they had the brooms out. <laughs> Look, I understand it was on the road and that's always a bit of a cross sport. It's always a bit of an awkward celebration, but you're hundred percent right. And look, the outlets, they're going to post what sells. And right now baseball doesn't. However, for the Rangers, uh, this is big. Dustin Sweetelson, as we welcome you into the program, uh, hadn't won a world series that leaves how many programs now you got it in your notes from this morning so i can tell you boys the mariners have yet to win a series the brewers have yet to win a championship the padres the rockies and of course the rays as we say hi to the big guy a few of those teams are pretty close uh Outside of the Rockies, they're all kind of close, except the Padres, maybe, because apparently, I don't know if you guys saw the news, the Padres had to take out a loan 
to make payroll towards the end of the year. Yeah. So we were wondering why they were spending last year, and it didn't work. It did work spending for the Texas Rangers, however, though, especially with those two dudes up the middle. Seager and Simeon lead the way, bring them to the promised land. And I hope this inspires other franchises to start spending money. It's not just drafting. It's just not prospects. It's not just your guys getting called up and getting it done. You do have to bring in some other pieces and have a good blend of rookies and veterans and guys in their prime. But the key to the whole thing is having a manager who knows what he's doing. And Bruce Bochy is an absolute legend right now. Uh, you know, Patrick, to his point, let, let's start with the contracts of the two guys up the middle. You look at they bring in Marcus Simeon, seven years, $175 million from the Toronto Blue Jays, comes over as a free agent after one year with the Blue Jays. And then on the other side, they go get what we all agree is a top five, top seven player in baseball, second World Series MVP in less than four years. I mean, in, in four years complete in Corey Seager, 10 years, $325 million. But there's two key components to me when I look at them and why they're successful. Great players. That's obviously where you want to start. But the second thing is their disposition. They're team first guys. Corey Seager always seems to be a bit reluctant in the interview process. Same with Marcus Simeon. And then Dustin mentioned Bruce Bochy. We talked about it yesterday with Mike Palm. This is a guy, when you look at it, he's won four champions championships now in 14 seasons. He's got a 6-0 record in winner-take-all games, 17-4 when his teams have an opportunity to close out a series. I don't think there's anybody close right now. You know, maybe for you guys, you go with Joe Torre. Obviously, you're from Detroit, so Sparky Anderson's a guy. But guys, this guy is, in my opinion, the best of his generation. Well, you, you mentioned Sparky, and Sparky was always a legend because he did it in both leagues, right? The big red machine with the Reds. NL comes over to the Tigers. AL, Bochy just did it. He went to the Rangers. They were 50-1 to one to start the season. And Amal, you and I were thinking it was a little heavy on the Rangers at $1.70 coming into the series. You know what? That was the right price. Yeah. Because if you're going to win in five, a buck seventy, and that's what the Rangers were favored by. And in the end, it was just the difference in lineups because they just the D-backs playing small ball just couldn't get it going and the Rangers oh my goodness even without Garcia just so much power almost like waves that just keep crashing against the shore and good job by the big guy laying it out Corey Seager the fourth player to win two World Series MVP boys the others Reggie Jackson Sandy Koufax and Bob Gibson he and Jackson Seager are the only ones to do it with multiple teams also the Rangers, third team to win a World Series two years. Now, the Orioles were in the mix as well this year after losing 100 games two years prior. The others, the 14-19-14 Boston Braves and the 69 Mets. And then we mentioned Bochi. So Bochi, 50-1 to coming into the year with the 2023 Rangers. But we talked about this, Maul. It's not like his Giants teams were overwhelming as far as filled with talent. Just kind of really good managerial expertise. He's not a dude, although he does get with the analytics. It's nice to see somebody that's kind of going by gut, kind of get into a new age of baseball and just roll out of bed and win a championship. He did it in 14 with the Giants pre. They were 25 to 1. He did it them all at 25 to 1 in 2010 and 20 to 1 in 2012. Absolutely right. Bochi, surefire Hall of Famer. Well, think about this. You mentioned it. The Rangers, uh, the, the team to come after 100 losses two years ago and turn around and win this thing. They lost 196 games in the two years prior prior to Bruce Bochy's arrival. I mean, and all of a sudden you bring in Jacob DeGrom, which was a great acquisition, but he was not a guy outside of April and early May that was a contributor to you. This is a team that did it with a guy like Nate Evaldi. What an acquisition Jordan Montgomery was. I know Max Scherzer wasn't great, but even in game number three, he gives you three solid innings of shutout ball. For a team like this where you know you're going to get some runs scored, getting that pitching was crucial. Bringing over Raldis Chapman, remember he was the closer with the Cubs. Raldis Chapman's got over 300 career saves. For this guy to take a role in the seventh and eighth inning on this team has been fantastic. And then LeClerc closing out games. He's been with the Rangers since 2016. But I think at the end of the day, Marcus Simeon summarized it perfectly. What does Bruce Bochy mean to this team? He said everything. And that's absolutely right. I think it was his disposition, his personality, the experience that they had. You pointed out yesterday, they only had two guys on this team with Evaldi and Seager having postseason experience. They put it all together. And one other point I want to touch on. I, I think I overlooked, and you, you were right, we were wrong in the price that we stated. The one thing is so many times you see teams that were okay throughout the season, like Arizona had great stretches and then some bad stretches in July and early August, then they turn it back on later on. 
they kind of seemed to run out of gas near the finish line. And that's what it felt like when they got up against the Rangers, who just played well. And by the way, guys, the one stat we haven't mentioned yet, 11-0 and on the road in the postseason. I was going through the scenarios in which a team could potentially match that. I mean, you'd have to win the LCS all four games on the road like they did against Houston. You'd have to be the dog in the in the World Series, win all four games on the road. I don't think we're going to see anything like that ever again. That is incredible what they were able to accomplish. No, you're right. Well put. And you'd have to dig odds to win the 2024. Big guy, why don't you set us up? We'll start with the Rangers as far as sound here. Sharp money. World Series. I think it's... Apropos to pay tributes, baseball still matters. You still bet it, so let's do it. Uh, but you look, 2024 World Series odds, no surprise. The Braves and Dodgers sitting atop. The Astros, your third betting favorite. The Rangers, your fourth betting favorite. Then you dig until your 12th betting favorite with the Diamondbacks at 25 to 1. So as Amal just kind of outlined, what a run. We're going to hear from Lavello, who's really sharp. Really good when he speaks, but why don't we start with the Rangers? What do you got, big guy? Yeah, let's go with Bochi first because, you know, the acquisition of Seager, there are some teams lower on that 2024 World Series board right now that could make a move this offseason and maybe catapult up to a shorter shot so you can get ahead of it by betting it now. Uh, Corey Seager, what does he mean to the Rangers? This was Bruce Bochi talking about the MVP. Yeah, it's, you know, I've seen that a few times with him where he catches it off the end of the bat and, you know, they're on a pretty big shift there and he gets his hits. Uh, got a couple uh, tonight. He's, I don't know what else to say about the man. He's, he's just incredible. Uh, he's the guy you want up there, obviously. But, you know, what he did this season, uh, I got to see him a lot playing against him or managing against him in the National League West. And, and you appreciate him even more when you get to see him on a daily basis, how good this man is, uh, how committed he is to winning. Uh, uh, he plays a great shortstop, but at the plate, he's as good a hitter as I've had in a year. Great, great clip. The likability is off the charts. And we highlighted the likability of Bochi, Amal, and Dustin when we told you. I think it's worth repeating. He's waiting to start the World Series. Game 7 in Philly with the Phillies and D-backs, and he texts during the game, Mad Dog, are you getting nervous yet? It's This is not about Mad Dog. This was about Bochi. Just so comfortable, you know, not concerned that he would say it on the air, just being authentic to himself. Also, he's probably got a rental that's already furnished. His wife's probably still in San Diego. Like, he doesn't even even live in Arlington. You know what I mean? They were just like, here, we'll get you a place right by the barn. And he just rolls out and wins a World Series. So it's not like he bought a house. He's going to be there for a year or two. Pa- Patrick, <laughs> you took the exact anecdote I was going to give. The one that you mentioned the other day about him texting in the sixth inning with uh, Mad Dog Russo. I said, that summarizes Bruce Bochy. The yep. pressure doesn't get to him. And that cascades down to the rest of the team. You're right. It's just the even healed hand to kind of steward 162 games and then into the postseason. You need, you need a dude that's unflappable. We'll come back and hear from the losers. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network on a Thursday. Hour two, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. And hour two, Thursday, that means our buddy, VSIN betting analyst, VSIN host, Josh Applebaum. Of course, the podcast, you check out the morning, get 15 minutes morning bets, and then afternoon, Market Insights podcast, Josh underscore insights on Twitter. The Everything Guide to Sports Betting is the book. And as we know, Thursdays are a big day for the Apple Bombs because we wear pink on Wednesdays. The softball team, co-ed, got a big game. And then, of course, the Golden Bachelor with your boy Jerry Turner. So the Apple Bombs got a busy Thursday. And then that's not even to mention Thursday night football with the Titans at the Steelers, Josh. We got a lot going on, Patrick. I'm all Dustin. Great to be with you. So one, my one complaint here, Patrick, is Amazon Prime. I get it. You want to branch out to different, you know, um, kind of companies. And, you know, it's obviously it's a big money grab here for Bezos and Amazon. But there's no DVR. At least I don't know how to DVR Amazon Prime. So I'm kind of screwed on this, Patrick. I got Bachelor going. I got a softball game. And we got it's do or die tonight. If we lose, we don't make the playoffs. So it's pretty, pretty Oof. high stakes. And yet I can't DVR this game because I can't figure out the authentication, the remote, the login. Patrick, can you just give me like a regular channel on cable that I can record and watch later? That's my one plea to the NFL. Yeah. What is what's your take them all, Dustin, well, on the Amazon broadcast overall? I generally don't have the audio up on it when it's going on. Probably have the audio on college football. The one thing I will say, though, it's pretty cool on Prime. You can restart the game from the beginning or wherever you want without having to record it. Ooh, Amal, you might have just saved me here tonight. Yeah. All right, you text me later. Tell me how to do that. Yeah, no, you just I said, when you get in there, like, let's say you get back. I don't know what time your game is or what your, uh, you know, when you get back. It'll it ask say, you to start from beginning. Yeah, exactly. It asked you, do you want to start from the beginning or do you want to go to live action? Okay, nice. Yeah. And I'm guessing Golden Bachelor gets the big TV, so <laughs> you're going to be grinding on the iPad, correct? <laughs> Oh, yeah, Patrick. You know, I've learned my lesson over the years. Now I'm married. So, you know, my sports are secondhand. Uh, Golden Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise. That's when it gets a little R-rated. So that's <laughs> definitely going to be on the big screen tonight. Yeah, well, <laughs> listen, I heard I heard your boys getting it in in the honeymoon suite. So it'll be a it'll be a saucy oh, one boy. tonight. Wait. Good for you, Josh. <laughs> married life sounds awesome. Do All you, right. Do you let's watch, get I was just going to ask him, do you watch the shows? You don't record and then skip it ahead? Uh, it depends on the night, you know, like if there's a huge Bruins game, some, sometimes I can let at least make me watch that, put it on the big one, but yeah, it's usually uh DVR and then uh pray that, you know, I at least get one, get one good game on my iPad them all. So, so wait, hang on. We're not going to talk. We're going to talk about the bachelor. You're not going to give us who you think's the betting favorite to win. Oh man. I'm behind a couple Dustin here. I got to get back into the swing of things. So, uh, at the time it was, uh, this blonde girl, she was in the lead. Well, I don't even know. I can tell you. Over under 70 and a half years old. Take the over for the winner, though. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to say probably somebody named Ethel. <laughs> okay. Set us up tonight. Uh, I know you've got a play. Why don't you start with where the number... No, Dustin like that one. Why don't you start with where the number opens and where we sit, both side and total here, Josh, with the Titans Steelers. Yeah, Patrick, let's start with the spread here. You had some books open with a minus three and a half here for the Steelers at home. Immediately we saw a big move here toward Tennessee. Tennessee got down all the way to minus two and a half this morning. There has been a little buyback. We're back up to the key number of three right now. So to me, the important thing here is, again, where does this go and where does this break by the time we get to tonight's kickoff? Do you see it creep back down to two and a half? Does the juice move back to up towards three and a half? As of right now, though, I'm going Tennessee, guys. This is the bet that I made earlier today. A couple things going on. One, it's a little bit of a contrarian play, not that much, but 53% of bets are on uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers tonight. But if you go off the opener, three and a half down to three and touching two and a half, 
again, we never went to four. It's always kind of stayed showing reading between the lines, some liability here on Tennessee and the points. Tennessee's only getting 47% of bets, but nearly 55% of the money. So a decent uh, low bets, higher dollar bet split in favor of the Titans. Some good system matches here. If you're a short road dog getting three or less, those teams are 13 and eight against the spread this year, 62%. They're 56% ATS since 2019. Primetime dogs. Now we've seen these primetime unders absolutely crush it. Uh, total in this one is 37 with a uh, looks like some liability under. I'd go under nothing here. But those primetime unders are 17 and 7. Primetime dogs haven't been as good this year, Patrick. They're 10 and 13 against the spread, but they're 57% ATS since 2020. And then to me, it's a big play on the coaches here. You know, Patrick, you and I have done a lot of these, you know, coaching investigations and talking to our buddy Michael Lombardi about different coaches, ATS. Well, these are the two best dog coaches in the NFL, uh, Vrabel and Tomlin, but only one of them is a dog tonight. Mike Vrabel. Vrabel is four and two ATS this year as a dog. He's 27 and 17 ATS in his career as a dog, 61%. And we know Tomlin's a great dog coach, uh, 55 and 29, 66%. But when he's a favorite, Tomlin is only 82 and 94 ATS, 47%. So I'm going to back Vrabel here. I'll take the three. Uh, Also, you have a correlative betting dog low total, expecting a low scoring game here where points are at a premium. I'll take the dog getting points. No Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, which would be a detriment to the secondary of the Steelers. And then Kenny Pickett was banged up last week. And uh, you do have the Steelers as 29th in scoring offense. So low scoring game. And again, it's under nothing for me, Patrick. Two of the slowest teams in the NFL and the lowest scoring teams in the NFL. They're 27th and 30th in terms of pace of play. We opened 37. We pretty much stayed 37. Although some juice on some of these 37s is leaning under. So if you like the under 37, you probably want to grab it now. Could be getting down to 36 and a half. Josh, great breakdown from a statistical perspective, particularly when you look at Mike Vrabel as an underdog. Going to switch gears here on you you a little bit and go to the hardwood. You've got a game tonight in Salt Lake City where the Jazz opened up as a favorite, and now the Orlando Magic are the favorite in this game, Josh. when you look at a Walker Kessler game time decision here for the Utah Jazz, he's a, a guy in the eight-man rotation, gives him about 22 minutes a game. Which side of this one do you come out on? Yeah, big injury there with Kessler being out the big man or maybe questionable, leaning towards being out. And the line move is telling us that, hey, he might miss this game. But even if he was in, I like this angle here to take the Magic tonight. So my play is money lining the Magic. You can get him around minus 115. We're showing minus one on our board. You're seeing some shops Again, minus one and a half, juiced up like it may go in that direction. But dog to fave line move. You open this game, Jazz as a very short favorite, minus one, one and a half. We've now flipped to Magic as a short favorite. But it's not just the injury. It's not just the line move. Really good bet split to the Magic. They're only getting 46% of bets but 64% of the money. So good low bets, higher dollar bet split there. And also a rest first tired advantage them all. Uh, you have a little bit of a rested magic team. They last played on Tuesday. So they're off yesterday, not the jazz. They played last night. So they're on the second leg of a back to back and the jazz are playing their third game in four nights. So I know it's early in the year where, you know, how, how tired can you be? The season just started, but still a tough schedule spot for the jazz. Whereas the magic are rested and also defensive efficiency. Uh, If you go to ESPN Hollinger, bookmark that page if you're looking at analytics, especially with totals. Uh, But in terms of defensive efficiency, believe it or not, the Magic are number two so far in the NBA this year, playing really good defense. The Jazz are number 28. And then also you look at uh, three road refs tonight. I know Patrick loves it when we get into the referees here, but Blair, Petritus, and Ransom, all between 52 and 56% ATS to the road team. So dog to fave line move, injury jazz, tough schedule spot. I'm going magic on the money line tonight. I'm all around minus 115. Josh, did you lay the 50 and a half with the Celtics last night hosting the Pacers? Because they won by 51. That was 155 to 104. Your Boston Celtics, they're a wagon. They are Patrick. And I tell you what, this is great for the win total over. I did bet over 54 and a half of the win total. But again, it's all about what you're going to do for me in, you know, in the spring, you know, getting over the hump here in the playoffs. I would just say poor Zingas looks great, Patrick, but I'm so worried about him. It's like uh, when you get a brand new fancy car and you're worried about crashing it, like I don't want him over 30 minutes any night. Give me under 30 minutes for Porzingis. Drew Holiday has made a major impact as well. And again, Brown and, T- Brown and Tatum are picking up right where, the, where they left off. So this team looks really good right now, Patrick. But again, really all that matters is what you do in the playoffs for me. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right about that, Josh. When you look at it, we talked about it earlier, Patrick. We thought Porzingis would be a good addition for this team. For me, when I look at the law firm out there of Holiday, Tatum, and Brown, it doesn't really matter what you do right now. Just stay healthy and get ready for uh, the spring. That's all that's going to matter. This team is going to be, if they're going to have a parade in Boston, that's going to be a success. If not, the season's going to be a failure. Yeah, I will say, too, boys, the early returns defensively, uh, a lot of advanced stats that don't look good on the Milwaukee Bucks. They got beat 130 to 111 last night in Toronto, Josh. Early returns defensively. This could be a gross defensive team. Yeah, I think I'll give them some time, Patrick. Obviously, when you bring in a guy like Lillard, try to match him up with Giannis. Uh, to me, these are guys that really haven't played with another player like that. So I think there's going to be some growing pains here. Defense, to me, you know, it's all about effort and, you know, locking in and uh, knowing your rotations and, and trying to, you know, be on your man and be no one to switch and stuff like that. So I do think they're going to get better. But good point by you, Patrick. This is kind of the early part of the year where you can target some bad defensive teams to go over. Like, again, Celtics going way over in that matchup last night same thing with the bucks last night so until they like again they're going to be right down to the wire celtics bucks probably eastern conference finals unless something else happens but again when they don't play defense these are the over teams to target earlier in the year josh want to ask you quickly about a game you have college football iowa state and kansas intriguing matchup ku playing well get the great win against oklahoma now they go on the road they take on the cyclones and aim which is aims which is never an easy place yeah, give me the Cyclones them all. One of my favorite systems here, the uh, unranked home favorite versus ranked opponent, the fishy system, the system that makes no sense at all. So look at look at the matchup this way. You mentioned it, Kansas off a huge win uh, against Oklahoma, winning outright as a seven-point ro- uh, home dog. Iowa State is unranked. So Kansas is number 21 off a big win. Iowa State is unranked. Yet look who's favored in this game. It's not the team that's ranked that's coming off a big win. It's the unranked team in Iowa State. So Iowa State opened minus one and a half. They've now moved up to minus two and a half. Basically, it's a 50-50 bet split, but 80% of the money is on Iowa State, and the line is moving in their direction. And here's the angle. Unranked home favors ranked opponent on the money line. Since 2017, those teams are 51-22, and 70% with a 12% ROI. So I'm money lining Iowa State here, Amal. Uh, shop around. Again, you can get around a minus 135, minus 140. Josh, good luck tonight with the Titans. Good luck tonight with co-ed softball. And, of course, The Bachelor, Golden Edition. Good luck to you and Elise. Josh Applebaum. Thanks, Patrick. Got a lot going on. Good seeing you, Maul and Dustin. Thank you. (laughs) The podcast's (laughs) over at vcent.com. Must download. Make sure you check them out. We're going in the dog pound next. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, DraftKings, new customers, use that promo code SHARP, bet $5 to get $200 in bonus bets instantly. It's a great deal for new customers. Again, use the promo code SHARP, 5 bucks gets you 200 instantly. And for all customers over at DraftKings, get a no-sweat, same-game parlay every day. DraftKings, the crown is yours. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher, Roxy Bernstein, the great college football voice, Pac-12, ESPN announcer, also great on Major League Baseball. As we say hi, 95 the game and Sirius XM at Roxy Bernstein on Twitter. And we should start here. First off, Roxy, thanks for joining us. He's got the call this weekend, Stanford Wazoo. We should start here. I believe your son's favorite baseball player picked up a World Series ring last night. He did, and he had a big impact in the Texas Rangers putting it away last night. Of course, Marcus Simeon. Uh, with that late home run, and it's and I've known I've actually known Marcus since he was in high school. Um, shockingly, I went to college with his dad, um, and his dad Damian was a really good wide receiver at Cal back in the early '90s, and so I've known Marcus since he was in high school, and I've had that relationship with him, and my son has just gravitated toward him, and and. Marcus is such a welcoming, humble, just terrific person. And he's so engaging with kids. And that's why my son has just gravitated toward him. Roxy, when you look at this uh, performance by Marcus Simeon and this team, you got to be proud and just watching them during the regular year. What impressed you most about Bruce Bochy? And of course, your former Cal guy, your Cal guy yourself. And of course, uh, Corey Seager, who you've seen throughout his career. I think with Bochi, it's just the calmness in the way he operates. 
And even when things started spiraling a bit on Texas later in the season after they got off to that great start, had the huge lead in the ALS before Houston made their charge, Seattle made their run. It's just the calmness that he directed that clubhouse with, where some teams may have panicked when things weren't going their way and the sky is falling. He didn't look at it that way. And there was that series in early September where they were pounded by the Astros at home. But yet they recovered from that. There was a confidence about them that Bochi knew that lineup was so good. And the depth to that batting order that he's got, it's extremely difficult for pitchers to navigate through that lineup. And he thought they would be able to overcome some of the shortcomings in the bullpen, which they were able to do. Um, And I think it's just a testament to him and that clubhouse, how quickly they've turned it around considering how lousy they were a year ago. But this is a team with an infusion of some young talent, guys coming up like Carter that had an impact. And it really has been a fascinating watch to see the Texas Rangers progress this season. Roxy Bernstein joining us here. Sharp Money, of course, great voice, Major League Baseball, ESPN, Pac-12. Does a great job in college football as well. Let's talk about the Pac-12. You've called a million games this year. I believe you were on two Oregon games. I think it's the best team I've seen in the country this year, Roxy. Where is Oregon for you? They have to be right there. I mean, I look, we know they have a loss, right? And it was a missed field goal that could have tied the game and sent it in overtime. What was a phenomenal football game in Seattle uh, with Washington, who I think is terrific also. But you look at the latest edition of the college football rankings, and both those teams are on the outside as of right now looking in. And Dan Lanning had a good look at it earlier this week when he said, as long as we take care of business, as long as we keep winning, we're going to be fine. And I I believe that is true, that if Oregon wins out, they're going to be in, considering the Pac-12 is the strongest league in the country this year. And Oregon is at the top of it with Washington. And it looks like those two teams could be on a collision course to meet again in Las Vegas in the Pac-12 championship. Roxy, USC is not eliminated from the Pac-12 title, but things have really gone awry defensively. Is it as simple as making a defensive coordinator change and eventually replacing Alex Grinch at the end of the season, or is there something you've seen from the Trojans that you still believe is lacking before they can get over the top of teams like Washington and Oregon? It's a bigger problem, at least for me. When I look at USC, look at their front seven guys and the size and I believe they're undersized up front, and they get bullied at the line of scrimmage, and they get pushed out of gaps, and it's why I think they've had difficulty stopping the run. Um, I just physically don't think they match up as well as they should with other teams. If you look at the fronts defensively for teams like Utah, Oregon, Washington, Oregon State, USC is undersized compared to those groups. I think it's a philosophical problem with USC more than it is just an Alex Grinch problem. Last year, they were able to overcome some of those shortcomings defensively because all the turnovers that they were able to create. They led the country in turnover margin a year ago, so it was able to mask some of those deficiencies. It hasn't been there for them this year. It helped them last week against Cal. Cal was their own worst enemy. Cal should have won that game against USC, but Cal kept committing turnovers, and that gave USC short field and opportunities to make plays. That's why Cal lost the game. It wasn't anything that I think that USC did great. It was more what Cal didn't do, and Cal didn't value the football last week. You're so Roxy Bernstein joining us. You're so right there. It's it's a weird feeling. I'm in Los Angeles, Roxy, and it's a weird feeling right now around the USC program because Lincoln Riley can be quite defensive and I don't think it's going well for him PR wise here. And this weekend, look, they've got a big matchup, Washington in town. That can change everything, right? How do you break down the matchup with Washington and USC? It's, can, can USC stop Michael Penix? Can they rattle him? And I think that Michael Penix has been a little bit dinged up since that Oregon game. I, I don't want to say that they overlooked Stanford last week, but clearly Washington didn't play great against Stanford. Now, they were able to escape there with a win. 
if Stanford had converted that fourth down, things would have gotten very interesting for the Huskies in that game. But can they slow down? Can they stop Michael Penix and that explosive offense with those great receivers, McMillan, Odunze, Polk that he's got? That's the challenge this week for USC. And, look, I think they're going to put up points. I think they're going to move the football. Caleb Williams is still phenomenal. But it's the other side of the ball. As we talked about before, the deficiencies that USC has on defense, how much will that play into their inability this weekend to come away with a win? When you look at it, Washington's clearly going to have a lot to prove considering they did not play well against Stanford last week. Roxy, there's a late game Saturday night in the desert between UCLA, who's 6-2, and two, and Arizona, who's 5-3. and three. I think the Bruins are flying under the radar despite two road losses. How do you see UCLA? And then on the flip side, does Jed Fish wind up staying in Tucson? Because he has done a tremendous job with this, bra, uh, this Wildcats team. Well, starting with UCLA, guys, I think they may have the best defense in the Pac-12, and the numbers put it right there. With the way that guys like Latu can get to the quarterback, the way Muasau really plugs up the run in the middle of that defense, that's funny because you never think of a Chip Kelly team in defense, right? It's all about the offense and how quick they can go and the explosiveness they have on that side of the ball. UCLA is a really good defensive team. And with Arizona and Jed Fish, he has gradually built this thing. And the the turnover in the program where they had only one win the first year and then taking a step last year and now, it's interesting because it appears they made the switch at quarterback going with the freshman Fafita, who has been really good. And last week, it wasn't a fluke. Oregon State's a good team. And did Jonathan Smith make a bad decision with the fake field goal? He absolutely did. But take nothing away because Arizona is a much improved team. Their defense is a lot better than it's been. And they're able to do some things. They have a solid offensive line. They can run the football. There's some balance to their game. That is a good football team. And that is going to be a fun game to watch Saturday night. Roxy, just a minute left. I've heard a lot of great things about Dan Lanning, the young head coach at Oregon. Have you been equally impressed? Uh, His preparation, especially for a young coach, is fantastic. And that he seems like he's ready for anything that gets thrown at him, whether, you know, it's uh, teams changing things up on the fly. And to go into Salt Lake City last week and hammer Utah like they did and how prepared they were, I think that's a testament to him and his staff because I, I think he took some criticism the way the Washington game ended and, and, the, and going for it and fourth down like he did last year. But he is impressive in the way he seems to be prepared for anything that comes his way. Wonderful. Have a great call up in Pullman, of course, Stanford Wazoo this weekend. Roxy Bernstein, of course, Pac-12 Network, ESPN announcer, Major League Baseball, college football. He's great. At Roxy Bernstein on Twitter. Thank you, Roxy. Appreciate it. You got it, guys. Thanks for having me as always. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. There he goes. Smooth, Mr. Bernstein. And when we return, we're going to go straight to the trading floor. DraftKings U.S. trading team lead Brennan White is going to join. Always has great notes. Take you behind the book with Mr. White. Next, Sharp Money. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. 
They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, quick break to talk about Zen nicotine pouches. Of course, we're always debating who's number one, but Zen nicotine pouches are already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. You can find your Zen at your local convenience store or online at Zen.com. That's Z Y N.com. As a warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Sharp Money, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Of course, you've got the Steelers hosting the Titans tonight, Thursday night football to kick off week nine. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher, former NFL scout. Matt Williamson's going to join us. He's got a busy day as he's going to be on the pregame, of course, there in Steelers Nation radio host at Williamson NFL. I know it's a busy day, Matt, so thanks for joining. Um, let's start here. The rib for Kenny Pickett, what can we expect out of the quarterback? Where do you think he's at right now? Yeah, he's had a, a myriad of injuries really since he's came into the league, which frankly worries me a little bit. He gets thrown around more than you would like, especially after watching Big Ben for all those years. But um, I do think Pickett will be fine. Uh, he practiced in full. He's ready to roll. He's, he's definitely a gamer and has the right mindset. So I'm not real concerned about it for this game. Matt, what's the overall evaluation within the organization or how they see big picture-wise Kenny Pickett? I think that's very much in flux. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, going into the season, I don't think they could have been much higher on him. And personally, from all accounts, very good accounts, he is a very strong leader. He is extremely well-liked. All the mental and tangible stuff are great. But he's taken a step back this year. I mean, there's just no way around it. I mean, he's only started, I think this will be his 20th NFL start. So he's really only, you know, basically coming off of one season worth of starts. But things that I counted on with him, poise, especially accuracy, have certainly fallen off this year. And I think the second half of this season is going to be critical. I would be shocked if he's not the starter on week one in 2024. But uh, that's probably as much leeway as he gets at this point. Matt Williamson, former NFL scout, joining us here with the Titans and Steelers. Steelers laying three. You've got a low total of 37 right now. Does that sound about right? You don't expect too much on a short week from these two offenses, I would imagine, Matt. I don't, but that does seem a little low. I mean, you guys know better than I do. I'm not a betting expert, but that's an unusually low low number. And why I say that is both these secondaries are very suspect. I mean, Minka Fitzpatrick is out. The rest of the, the Steelers secondary, without, besides Joey Porter Jr., who I'm high on, is quite bad, to be honest with you. And we saw Levis you know, take his chances and what he did with Hopkins last week. And I think he'll come back to earth a little bit. And I think Tennessee's protection is going to be a major problem. Cam Hayward comes back. That's a big deal as well. But it wouldn't shock me if the over hit – um, the other thing, too, is the Steelers' offense has plenty of problems. Don't get me wrong. But Deontay Johnson and Pickens are a really good tandem, and I think that they're kind of coming into their own together. And you look at that Titans secondary, too, especially without Bayard, I think it's extremely suspect. And the numbers that they've allowed to outside receivers, guys outside the numbers, are a little startling. And that's where Pickens and Johnson live. 
Matt, you mentioned Pickens. Uh, when you watch him play, I, I know the numbers aren't there, but this guy appears to be as good as anybody in the National Football League. What is his mindset and mentality? He's got to be extremely frustrated with the lack of opportunities and consistency in terms of receiving the ball. Well, the trend is, first off, his rookie year, he ran more go routes than anybody in the league. I mean, he ran a very not diverse route tree. But you have to remember, his last year at Georgia, he was injured for almost the entire thing. So he, that's why he fell in the draft. He's remarkably talented. He is a very, very competitive guy. And he likes to block. He likes to mix it up. He wants the football. And those four games that Deontay Johnson missed – I think he went over 100 yards on three of them. So, I mean, he, he, had, he had three of four very good days. But the days that Johnson has been in this lineup, at least this year thus far, his numbers aren't great. I mean, so there's a direct correlation there. But what has changed over the year or so is if you watch the tape, if you watch the All-22, everyone treated Johnson, the defenses, treated Johnson as the number one. Now they treat Pickens as the number one. So they're kind of just taking what the defense gives them. So he still has a massive impact. I would bet that he becomes a star, to be very honest with you. And I don't throw that around, you know, you know willy-nilly. I mean, I think he has a chance to be an exceptional player. And his route tree's much more developed this season. Matt Williamson joining us, Steeler Nation Radio, of course, former NFL scout. So have fun with me here because we always joke about – you know, Najee Harris and Jalen Warren and a bit yeah. of change of pace. So tonight, Matt, for example, your rush prop on Najee Harris is 45 and a half. OK, and Jalen Warren is 24 and a half. As the outsiders looking in at the Steelers, we always joke that it looks like Najee's kind of running in mud. As a scout, what do you see from the player? And should Jalen Warren be getting more of the load? It's a great question. And. I think both offenses tonight are really going to struggle to run the football. I mean, maybe Henry gets there by volume. I think the Steelers get away from it quickly. If you paid attention, last week they played the Jags, who also are a massive pass funnel, and they really didn't try to run all that much. I mean, they didn't win. But I think tonight will be very similar. Instead of running into Jeffrey Simmons with a bad run game, I don't think that they're going to try to run a very high percentage of the time. And trust me, I mean, the – the Steeler Nation is high on Warren, down on Najee, too. I mean, I get asked every day, should Warren get more carries than Harris? And frankly, I understand both sides. I, I, I do think one thing that Harris, he does the heavy lifting. I mean, any if it's fourth and one, he's good at that kind of stuff. He does look like he's running in quicksand, though. He has a very little burst. He has no long speed. People didn't maybe pay attention to this, but he never ran a 40 coming out of college. I mean, there's a reason why, you know. I mean, so he's loved here. He plays really hard, but I think he's very limited. I'd be shocked if they pick up his fifth-year option. Um, Warren gets all the third-down work, and he gets a series here and there early. And that's probably about right. I mean, I think that the 60-40 split in Harris's favor is – where they're going to stay, and I kind of agree with it. Uh, Matt, Chris Boswell is a guy to me that's vastly underrated. I know he didn't have a great year last year going 20 for 28, but this year the only kick he's missed was because the uh, special teams didn't know where to put their hand in terms of lining up and we're in the neutral zone. And the other years, last going back about five years, has been tremendous, but it seems like all the credit in that division goes to Justin Tucker. But Boswell yeah. kicks in one of the toughest stadiums in the National Football League, and all he is is a hallmark of consistency. Am I wrong in saying that he doesn't get the credit, or is he well, well respected with that Steelers team? Well, he's well-respected with the Steeler team, but I think nationally, I mean, half the work I do is, you know, national stuff. He does not get nearly that credit. And I, I don't know much more to add to that, but I have said over the last couple of years, with the exception of Tucker, I think he's probably the best kicker of this generation, you know, the last 10 years or so, the 2020s plus. And you're right. I mean, Heinz Field's notoriously a really difficult place to kick. It's called AccuSure now. But um, he had one – he's had two down seasons. One one year he was fighting a groin the entire year, and then they put him on IR eventually. And last year he was a little off. But he is nails now. I mean, he's worth every penny. Okay, Matt, we'll let you – walk us through a prediction and how you think this plays out tonight. We'll let you go. Get back to your regular duties. The Steelers lane three, and here comes the Titans with a rookie making his second start and Will Levis. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the betting public's on top of this stuff, but Tomlin's record versus rookies, Tomlin's record home night games, standalone games, I don't think those things are fluky. I just think Levis is going to come back to earth a little bit and is walking into a really difficult situation, especially with the line that's blocking for him, which I think is maybe the worst in the league or one of. And Highsmith, Watt, Hayward, I think they're going to cause problems for Levis. I have the Steelers winning 23-17. 23 might be a little ambitious for me, though. I mean, considering how bad this offense has been. Perfect. Exactly what we needed. Matt Williamson, former NFL scout, Steelers Nation radio host at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Thanks, Matt. Enjoy the game. All right. Take care, guys. Thanks again. Okay. Thank you very much. So he agrees with you, Amal. Lay the three. Yeah, I mean, it it does. The regression for Levis is really what everybody's pointing to with a terrible offensive front and a tremendous front there for the Steelers. I'm not taking anything away from Will Levis's performance in week one. But Patrick, I went back and watched every throw he made, made some tremendous throws. But there were also some throws that he was guys were wide open on. And so it shouldn't take away from his accomplishment. But I think this is a different challenge. Pittsburgh, a more experienced team. You get Cam Hayward back in the mix here. Short week is a big concern for me for a rookie quarterback you go from Nashville now you don't have a home game you're in Heinz Field an important game really for both teams as they kind of try and fight within their divisions uh, Jag excuse me the Jaguars leading the AFC South and Pittsburgh you've got a glut of four teams that any of these four teams get potentially win the AFC North 100% yep well put we'll come back and have our plays for tonight I know the big guy sunshine over there he's got a couple, he's got a couple of props night as well just an absolute line for the ages from the big guy the sun is a wonderful being Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.